you don't need genre to make music, no. right? Like if you want to, you can start a garage band. And you don't have to know about any sort of musical style. Genre is something that we use to talk about music. Welcome to Stream of Consciousness, a radio program made possible through 90.3 KRNU Lincoln. I'm your host, I'm Ben Kulat. Today, I'm talking with Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello. <laughs> uh, so Eric is my friend and my three-year roommate at this point. Mm -hmm. And today, what are, what are we going to talk about, Eric? Hopefully, we're going to talk about music genre and we don't get too carried away with something else. Yeah. So genre, I think, is something we're all relatively familiar with. Like, okay, yeah, I listen to pop music. My dad listens to rock music. And that is the end of the story, right? <laughs> well. Well. I think a good starting point would be talking about what is genre. Like, there, there's also, and we're going to narrow down on music genre because there's also, like, literary genre and film genre. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But some of these concepts can be applied mm -hmm. to other genres, presumably. Yeah. I don't, is there horror music, do you think? <laughs> yeah, because it has like the theremin or whatever. <laughs> it's just music that's in horror movies. Yeah. They do have specific instruments for horror movies, though. It's like a metal spring on a car hood that you like use a violin bow on. I think I don't know. I can't visualize what you're talking about, but I can't hear it. <laughs> exactly. Just... Like they have specific instruments to make those creaks and moans and mm. whatevers. Hmm. But anyway, music <laughs> genre. Yeah. So I think part, part of this conversation, I'm not really showing up with answers. I'm showing up with questions. And the first one is just what what is genre? And... Like how how do we define that? I think the best way is examples that we have. Like pop is one. Pop is a one that most people can talk about that's just popular music. I struggle with the term because it doesn't describe anything about the music. It doesn't give it any qualities. Like you don't know what instruments are in it or what time period you're even talking about. Like you can be talking about 40s pop music. Most people don't say that. <laughs> most people don't mean that. Most people say 40s music. Yeah. Or even 80s now, like they're technically there's 80s pop. And my mom would say she's a fan of pop music, but it would make more sense for her to tell a youngin that she listens to 80s pop and not modern pop. Yeah. Or generally when people, people will also just say 80s music mm -hmm. and they generally mean 80s pop because mm -hmm. what was popular in the 80s? Yeah. They're not talking about like 80s French new wave. No. <laughs> That's not what they mean. Um yeah, so, and there are other genres, like rock is more distinct musically, like you have a very strong focus on electric guitar and drums a lot of the time, and singing voice too is a big part of it, and like rap I think is a very interesting genre classification, because it's just like a way of delivering lyrics Yeah, that it can be about anything, you can have any other instruments in it, but as long as it doesn't neatly fit into traditional Western singing styles. And it sort of feels like verse lyrical. It can be classified as rap. Yeah. And there's also something that's changed over time. Like 80s, or like 
advent of rap when it was first starting to get popular and now it's like a quintessential genre that some people call pop music or often pop music will incorporate like a rap verse mm -hmm. in the song while not necessarily being rap in and of itself yeah so genre we were kind of talking about like all right what's its value as a descriptor what's its value mm. if we don't if we can't fully define it yeah because there are there are those broad classifications but it breaks down when you get to like individual songs or individual artists and especially when you try to factor in regional variants and change change over time and how things have developed over time like rock music meant something very different in the 60s than it does now yeah um, yeah which sort of leads into something of why do we use genre terms like what is the purpose what do we get out of defining things like that i mean it's a little bit of tribalism right like mm. it it helps us as humans to be able to identify with a group and to identify oh yes i listen to rock music and because i listen to rock music i can now connect and relate to other people who mm. identify as listening to rock music mm -hmm. Yeah, and there definitely is, I feel like there is sort of a, a lifestyle factor. I don't know how much of that is genuine. Like, you could be listening to heavy metal and living in Hawaii, but that sounds wrong. Mm. But I don't know if that's just like a what society tells us sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah, if you're in Hawaii, you should be listening to ukulele music. Like, I, I don't think Hawaiians believe that. I don't think anyone should really believe that, but we can kind of convince ourselves that music genre expands or those ideas and concepts and vibes extend beyond the reaches of music by itself. Yeah. And like, yeah, your dad should be listening to dad rock from of the eighties. To be fair, my dad does listen to dad rock <laughs> yeah. from the eighties because he's a dad and that's what he grew up on. But it's also like my dad also listens to, he surprised me the other day a band I particularly like called The Decemberists, mm. which is kind of like somewhat rock. It has a very unique vocal styling, mm. but like it is very much out there for what I would think my dad would listen to. And he listens to them mm. just because he likes it. Like mm -hmm. having those narrow view of genre and what someone should be listening to puts people in a box. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's like no one gains anything from making themselves only listen to one genre and not like explore what music can be which is a whole other thing it's like what is the purpose of music even if we can we can agree that the terms of genre sort of can limit the conversation around music and are more of a crutch to describe things at times why do we listen to music in the first place why do people make music for fun <laughs> I mean, it Sometimes. can be, yeah, but it can also be like a form of expression. And I think like, there's so much music that's about love and relationships and breakups and everything. I feel like a, there's a lot of breakups. I don't know if it's just the music that I listen to, but more <laughs> music boy. is about heartbreak than it is about joy. Yeah. And like being in a good relationship, like there's not that many rock songs where like, gee, I'm just having the best time with my wife. <laughs> it's yeah. more like, oh, I'm bored with my life and I'm having an affair or 
uh, I'm a high school boy and uh, I want Jesse's girl to be mine, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like there, so there's an expression angle of music. There are people who make music to express themselves and express their pain. And there are people who listen to that that get that a sort of sense of solidarity and like, oh, I'm not alone in this feeling. This is like everyone goes through this. I feel like those are two sort of pillars of music. But there are a lot of other things music can be, right? Yeah. Can sort of be background music. And that can go to lo-fi music right now. There's a lot of like background music. And I mm -hmm. don't know. I wonder why people who make lo-fi make lo-fi. Like, do you think they listen to their own songs? Or are they just making it for other people so they can be calm and productive and work on their homework? Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. It's also, I mean, lo-fi specifically takes a lot less production mm -hmm. than a lot of other music generally does, mm -hmm. which might also be a, a reason for its high saturation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know how much, like, there's, at, like, to, again, going back to the whole, like, genre is a limiting thing, referring to all lo-fi music under one umbrella is inherently inaccurate. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people who make very complicated lo-fi stuff, and they're, like, they do the instrumentation themselves, and the what makes it lo-fi is the filters and compression that they put in the post-production, mm. but... Um, like generally like lo-fi mixes you see on YouTube and everything that's they come with like 24-7 beats to study to yeah, and, like it seems like that is defines its purpose or the, the artist's intention at least when they want you to listen to it mm -hmm. but I don't know can you actively listen to it can you get an emotional catharsis out of lo-fi I mean, if relaxation, it like, because mm. relaxation and like joy, serenity, peace is also catharsis. Like, mm. not with lo-fi for me, but with like a couple of old classic rock songs that are mm. on the lower end of energy. Mm. Rich Girl and Vienna mm. are, are my go go tos. Yeah, um, we have that kind of experience of like. <sighs> Like the ability to take a deep breath, especially with everything that goes around nowadays, just like <laughs> constant energy, constant attention, constant mm -hmm. all this stuff. Yeah. And it is weird that I think there are some people who use music. Music is a way to like constantly be on. There are times when we are trying to split our attention so many different ways, right? Like we're listening to music and on our phones and watching TV at the same time. We're not really enjoying any of them. Yeah. But I think listening to music by itself is a unique way that like you're just you're just sitting there. You you're only using your your ears. You're not moving your eyes at all. You don't have to be going for a walk or running. You can just sit in a chair and actively listen to music. Just I don't know. I feel like it's different from how we treat TV and entertainment and the the constant must be productive mindset. Yeah. So I currently talking to Eric. We're talking about music genre and kind of the just the intricacies of of those different things.
mm-hmm. just continuing to branch out on that. We had the conversation earlier about like the benefits of genre and the ability to define things, but we also want to talk about how are those genres made? Mm-hmm. How, what becomes a genre and what doesn't? What What's the defining lines of, okay, this is a genre, this isn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I was... I was reading an article the other day on the theory of familial resemblance, which is an, a philosophical idea that sort of was originally applied to language families of like Germanic languages, Romantic languages, oh, all that yeah. sort of thing. Like a, they have a common root that I don't, I've linguist linguists have been able to track back in time and can tell which languages are related to each other, even like. Romanian is a romantic language, but it's geographically separated by a bunch of Slavic and Germanic languages before you get to Italy. Mm. Um, but that that idea can be applied to music that there's there are a lot of I don't know, like stem genres of music that have since diversified into what we now call rock and funk and jazz and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I found a graphic this morning that was, I think, adapted from uh, School of Rock with Jack Black. With Jack Black? Which it's a movie I haven't seen. It seems like it would be really interesting. But he has like this complex genealogy of uh, rock music going <laughs> to back to stems in like jazz and R&B and country even that um, I thought that was interesting. One of the paths was... Uh, it labeled Elvis as rockabilly. <laughs> like hillbilly? Yeah. Um, that it was an intersection of, I think, country and R&B. So like early 50s rhythm and blues and 50s country met in this rockabilly. Because I feel like most people just think of Elvis as like one of the first rock and roll artists. Mm-hmm. And then like from rockabilly, it had further permutations that turned into rock and metal and funk and disco and everything and it's kind of good to talk about like yeah where because rock isn't rock hasn't always existed like Mm -hmm. it is a combination of a whole bunch of different genres and musical stylings that led up to it Mm -hmm. and then since its creation has then further diversified Mm -hmm. And then, but then the original rock still remains in some places. So, like, it's a very complex thing. Yeah. And I think that's um, one of the interesting things. Similar to how I, I don't like the term popular music just because it, it doesn't tell you specifically what you're talking about, right? Like, genre as a definition should let someone know what you're talking about without illustrating to them all of your personal experience and knowledge okay right like that that's what a good word is meant to do Mm -hmm. right like everyone knows what an apple is because we've all seen an apple before if i say the word apple you you know what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about like if i say the word pop music i don't know like i'm not confident that other people know what i'm talking about yeah, my me thing that's on is like, I don't listen to much pop. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, Dark Horse by Katy Perry? <laughs> that's a song, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a song, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> but like, that's different from Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. who is also sometimes country. So like, uh-huh. 
Yeah, I would agree. Pop, generally unhelpful. Yeah, and in a similar vein, I think relying on um, decade to define a music genre um, is sometimes unhelpful. It's like not only just saying 80s or 90s, but saying like 90s rock. Well, why, how, why is it different from 80s rock? Like you're not telling me anything inherent about it i have to i would have had to experience the 90s or have listened to enough weezer to know what i'm talking (laughs) about um but i do think especially within the past hundred years there is a clear thing that has changed over time that has affected music and that's technology of course that like yeah we can talk about uh rock music and one of the biggest things aside from production and everything that goes beyond behind the scenes um would be like yeah the electric guitar yeah that's very tied to rock music and its identity that yeah it's like you can't have rock without electric guitar and if you played it with an acoustic guitar it would sound like a different genre probably a bit more like rockabilly or country country yeah so there is and even if you if you want to go even further back like types of classical music are defined by the instruments used and the technology available right like a harpsichord was a keyed instrument but it didn't have um a variation in volume Mm -hmm. like one of the distinct ways of telling something is baroque music i said baroque you said baroque baroque <laughs> baroque music <laughs> is that there there are no crescendos de crescendos there's no difference in dynamics yeah but as soon as like you get the invention of the piano then you can actually have these like soft pieces that build the crescendos that you couldn't get with that type of instrument before and that like some people would lump baroque music and like romantic classical into one genre which is also depending on how popular they are at the time right like we were talking that um most people don't care about that classification anymore the no. distinction there's been a it's just it's all classical mm-hmm. but it it probably wasn't at the time hmm. yeah that most people probably would have drawn a distinction between the possibly fewer genres that existed back then i don't know if that's an accurate thing to say either whether there were really fewer genres or not in what would that be like 1700s i feel like is the peak of classical probably yeah that's there's also like talking about technology not even just like the instruments available and the recording Mm -hmm. available but also the distribution Mm -hmm. there might not have been as many classical genres because the only time that classical music is being played is at the behest of a noble patron <laughs> yeah. with the money and funds to create these very expensive instruments at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to a string instrument, which that, that's easy to make, right? Like maybe not easy, especially if you're going into like the Stradivarius violin territory. But if you just have like some, some schmuck at a bar uh, who's has a, a lute and he's playing music like that's still music right mm-hmm. and i think that's um 
that's also something that people don't talk about very often is we've been talking about rock and we haven't been talking about jazz um which is probably a good thing because that would get me going we'd be here all day um but like a lot of that a lot of those genres have direct ties to african americans and enslaved people like that's a, a clear part of history and not only from that they have ties back to the regions in africa that they were from like, mm -hmm. we have a clear influence from west african traditional music in what is popular in the united states today and stringed instruments to begin with right like i don't think the guitar evolved from a cello no not really <laughs> but it was like stringed instruments are incredibly diverse and they're all over the world like the origin of jazz and funk and rock it's not like they just came from nothing they weren't like they didn't just pop into existence in america like they came from somewhere else they were brought by people to the united states mm -hmm. yeah it's also a matter of like how much of that music was jazz before it got here like mm -hmm. it if it took inspiration from that side i don't know much about the origins of jazz yeah but like with the origins of what we consider to be italian food mm -hmm. like today it didn't come just from the south italian immigrants it was because the south italian immigrants had access to ingredients and wealth that they never had access to before which was able to create these rich pork cheese Mm -hmm. doughy dishes that we know and love today like <laughs> it was a combination of the south italian influence and then combined with the opportunities in america mm. yeah that's yeah like we didn't we didn't take jazz it, it was developed here in in the united states to some degree but yeah which i guess gets back to the whole familial thing that like that it is tied to history right like we can't just say rock started in 1954 and there there was nothing before that all music was bad before that but um it's also feels wrong to say that rock is west african music right like that's just factually untrue it yeah. is very tied to the united states but it has like it has a family and a history and relatives and then those um genres can sometimes fuse later on and affect each other as they're both developing in separate scenes and all that so eric we've been talking a lot about genres their ability to kind of change over time hmm. so about how genres aren't that helpful especially when if we can't separate them from their historical hmm. meaning what makes a good genre well it's a good question i think it would going back to the whole definition thing i think a good genre is something that someone knows what you're talking about right like like any good word that you know what i mean but that's also when it comes to music um that's really contingent on people having a good music literacy and a diverse music literacy that is sometimes a high expectation, right? Like I can think of swing and everything that encompasses swing, but if I use that word with someone who hasn't listened to a lot of jazz, both swing and not swing, 
it's not really a helpful word, right? Yeah. It's, it's a very, um, it really depends on your perspective. And I think it's, it would make the conversation around music worse to try to expect everyone to be fully musically literate. Yeah. Right? That it's it's unhelpful to be a gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, so you're saying I should just listen to music and not make other people sad about listening to music? Well, I, that, that's another thing. Go into the whole, why do we use genre? You don't need genre to make music. No. Right? Like, if you want to, you can start a garage band. You don't have to know about any sort of musical style. Genre is something that we use to talk about music, right? It's restricted to a dialogue around the subject. And that's where things get sticky because, like, we have to communicate with people and talk with them and be understandable. And uh, it just brings up all of those different issues. But then if we have all these varied musical literacies, we're all talking. It's also a matter of my music literacy is different from yours. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm actually, I just probably, I probably just straight up have less literacy <laughs> than you particularly. Yeah. But like, I might have more knowledge of the different stylings of early classical composers. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, of oh, yeah, I recognize this is clearly uh, Hall of the Mountain King. Mm. And you can tell because of these things, yada, 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 yada. How would you not know that? Mm -hmm. But someone who's mostly listened to pop music is going to be like, what the, What are you talking about? Yeah. But then they can turn right around and say to me, this is clearly early generation Taylor Swift before this particular yeah. event. You can tell because of these things. And I'm just like, what, 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 are, what you are you talking me? about? You can't tell the difference between Ariag Grande and Selena Gomez? No, no, I can't. Are both of those singers actually? Those are both actual. Okay. Wait, sorry, say that again. Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande. I don't know about Selena Gomez, but I do know Ariana. Okay. <laughs> Neither of us listen to pop very much. I, if you, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. But ha, like, there is different levels of musical literacy in different genres, mm. which can also lead to, like, my saying, "Oh, clearly this is uh, in the style of a canon because mm. of." these particular things in this classical piece. If I sit around and be like, how do you not know that? Mm. It's gatekeeping. Like it's yeah. it's making the musical experience unfun for someone who might want to listen to it. Mm. And how helpful is that? It's not. Mm -hmm. And in the maybe the first conclusion of this entire conversation, we might say that dialogue around music should be accepting right and like try to encourage learning rather than grandstanding and yeah. showing off right like it should be something that you share with other people and you should have a good time talking about it yeah right like you don't need to be upset that people don't understand things because they don't have the same exact perspective as you do it it would be better if we can all I don't know, help, help each other out. And like, if people are interested in more niche genres, we can go like, oh, well, here are some of the basics and explain it with a little respect instead of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, an aspect in which both you and I listen to music mm. that 
make the conversation a little bit more difficult, but I think is a generally more accepting and like reasonable way to go about it is not listening to music based on genre, mm-hmm. but listening based on like vibe. Mm-hmm. It's less descriptive, but easier to describe like one of my favorite artists, Louis Zong. Mm-hmm. He does the, I use him for the intros for these episodes mm-hmm. of just kind of, kind of like, funky vibe in music sometimes but he has a lot of different albums that have a lot of different styles Mm. but that doesn't matter if they technically would might fall into different genres it's just okay yeah the vibe of this one is a little bit more upbeat a little bit more peppy Mm. and this the vibe of this one is a little somber a little little vibey a little mellow Mm. which unhelpful when like having a conversation but it's just what you like. It's just right? what I like, yeah. Yeah, that you don't have to prove yourself to someone else. That, yeah, it's just, you're just having a good time. And when you want to talk about something, it helps to have a little literacy and understanding of what you're talking about and like what music you're listening to. But it's not essential, right? Like you can just say, I like Billy Joel. I think he was popular in the 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not... You don't have to know what like New York scene he was from or something. No. At the end of the day, it's all just kind of about listening to the music that you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Crazy as that is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me. That was a stream of consciousness on ninety point three KRNU. <laughs>